Revolting is produced by the Cycling Independent, the only cycling media completely free of commercial influence. We are community-supported and dedicated to the whole of cycling. As our tagline says, if you ride bikes, you're one of us. Is revolting. Steeler and Robot on the Cycling Independent, Episode Nine, Dirtbag Fitness. That's right. That's right. We're back. Nine episodes in the crapper. Uh, <laughs> content warning: We are obligated to tell you before we start that this podcast contemplates both mature and immature themes. You might not like all the words we use or the ideas we bring up. If you're sensitive about these things, maybe this isn't the podcast for you. It's okay. We still love you. Still love you. Beat it. Uh, yeah. So what? Uh, so what's we, going on, robot? <laughs> well, let's just let's just say that we've been trying to. This is what a shit show this morning has been. <laughs> we've been trying to get this thing going. I couldn't. Hey, hey, everybody out there. How do computers work? <laughs> How? It was, it was gnarly. This was so we we recorded this entire episode last week, and it was it. I mean, I think I Best think it was yet. good. It was good. <laughs> I felt really good about it, and then uh, and then I I forwarded. I sent the my file. So if anybody doesn't know how this works, forgive me. Uh, or if you do know how this works, forgive me, because I had no idea. But when two people are recording, like Robot when and I do... two people love each other very much. <laughs> he's recording on it, on on, a, on software, and I'm recording on software. And then we sent all of this to Patrick, and he sticks it all together somehow, like two different puzzle pieces. And so I exported my recording and sent it. And then I got an email from Robot saying there was something wrong with the file. And it turns out that there was nothing there. So I may have not hit the record button, <laughs> which is entirely possible. <laughs> I It may have just one of those glitches that it, it shot it off into space and we're never going to see it again. Uh, so we are going to try to capture the lightning in the bottle that was last week's episode. I mean, uh, I don't remember a goddamn word I said. So, do you? You don't remember no. what you said. No, I do remember that I uh, I had just listened to the third episode, and I was just, I was gobsmacked at how slow everything that came out of my mouth was. I'm, tr I'm trying to be super methodical about what I say so I don't put my foot in my mouth. But I was extra... I was extra sluggish that day and I would listen to some, so I would be saying something and, and I was like, uh, trying to like, I wanted to like jump through the speaker and pull the words out of my mouth. And it was such simple shit. Like, well, I had to leave the house the other day. So I bent over and grabbed my, and I'm like, fucking shoes, shoes, you grabbed your shoes, your keys, your wallet. Like, what did you grab? Just fucking say it. I was in suspense again. I was like, what did you grab? <laughs> oh, my God. It was excruciating. So uh, that was one point that I wanted to make is that, like, I am, I am aware of 
my uh, deficiencies in this, and I'm trying to be better about it. So we're going to be smooth going, as butter today. I bet may, uh, maybe, maybe smooth um, as margarine. So that was my that was the one point that I wanted to make, and then I think we kind of shared some anecdotes, and uh, I mean this entire episode is about fitness and yeah. specifically dirtbag fitness. Yeah. Um, uh, because I mean, if we're really going to qualify, like I'm in this whole self love thing, and I need to like be careful about what I say about myself because it begins to create neural pathways, and when I'm self deprecating, even in a humorous way. I began to emit those sorts of um, regular uh, responses to myself. So, I mean, I do recognize, like in the big picture, I'm dirt baggish. Uh, I don't dis- I don't dispute that in comparison to like those two shirtless, super handsome Adonis fitness runners that I ran into in Colorado that I shared in that one anecdote that you <laughs> didn't record. So, comparatively societally i would probably be considered the the dirtbag of the three yeah well this is what this episode is about right because i part of what we have done with this podcast is try to say if you're not a type a um you know measure everything uh hyper organized conventional cyclist there's still a whole world of cyclists out here that you can be a part of, uh, either, you know, t- directly or tangentially or however you feel like. And the point that I think of this episode is that just because I don't have any interest in having a power meter on my bike doesn't mean that I'm not trying to be fit and fast and all those things. I'm doing it in, you know, kind of a crappy way because I I can't... <laughs> Because I'm disorganized and also low level, don't care about my performance right. in an right. absolute way. I don't care. I just want to be as fast like as you if we're going to yeah. ride together. That's yeah. what I want. And so and, I, and the thing is, I have to try to be as fast as you. Well, the, the people that I kind of came up with when I was in my 20s and, uh, you know, I became attracted to. I became attracted to all those guys like uh, Farentino and Rick Hunter and Robert Ives and Sean Hunt. And they were like the anti-athletes, you know, like I enjoy my physicality. I enjoy my abilities on a bike. Um, But they were doing it in this way that like they were fast as fuck in spite of themselves. They (laughs) ride the shit out of a bike and they didn't do anything for it, you know. And like that was super appealing to me. I wanted to be one of those guys that didn't care necessarily you know i wasn't gonna like fill my body with drugs and alcohol and then and then go do a 50 mile mountain bike race because that isn't it's just not sustainable fill my body with alcohol and do a 50 mile mountain bike race that is also not sustainable but it was a little bit more relatable to me and so that was what that was super attractive to me um and you know now i'm a little older and only incrementally more uh, uh, incrementally wiser and uh, I see that that doesn't that doesn't really work either but I still really love like I will I will ride everywhere all the time because there are no junk miles you know like I even think about running sometimes I started I started thinking about running yesterday again 
Yeah. It happens every few years where I like really get into running and then yeah, I stop. But you, yeah, it's like in uh, it's like in uh, what was that um, Woody Harrelson the zombie movie? Um, yeah, it's the one with the name. God damn it! Yeah, yeah. Uh, just pick uh, your shoes up, J- Jesse Eisenberg. Well, yeah. that's, <laughs> Zombieland. Yeah. Zombieland. Yeah, oh, like it was. God it was damn. one of the one of the rules of of like the zombie apocalypse was cardio, like because you never <laughs> right. know when you you never know when you're gonna have to run. So yeah, uh, yeah. It feels good to feel good. A friend of mine used to say, um, she's like, you know, I just I ride. I I stay fit enough so that I can feel good naked. Yeah, and I said, I bet you feel good naked, hubba hubba. <laughs> no, no, I, I was like, yeah, no, I totally relate to that. I wanted, I, I mean, I even at my fittest, I fe- don't feel good naked. I'm like, my, at my fittest and fastest and strongest and most sculpted, I still look like ten pounds of shit in a five gallon bag i'm gonna i'm gonna be i'm gonna say some terrible shit right now and say that i look good naked i don't know right i do i'll take my shit off right now i'll show you i'm cool with that zoom's not ready for this but i'll do it i'll do it we should we should start doing this podcast naked yeah just to just to get more vulnerable just to be more vulnerable. When you're in front of a crowd, you're supposed to uh, imagine the crowd naked, and that makes yeah. you not nervous. And so, since we can't actually see the crowd, we have to get naked. If <laughs> that <laughs> might make us less nervous, probably not. I want to just jump back to say I don't know Rick Hunter personally. Like we're not friends. I'm I'm not sure I met him. Maybe I met him. I don't know. But we're not friends. But I do follow him on the internet um, because he's pretty demonstrably a cool guy. He's going through chemotherapy right now. Yeah. And he's still posting pictures of doing rad shit. Huge, huge hikes. He's got a new little girl and he, it's just, and it's hilarious because she looks like a, uh, like a tiny chubby bald version of him like it, it's, yeah. if you can imagine if you can imagine such a thing because he's like yeah. seven feet tall and yeah. like 150 pounds and he's all muscle but then he's got like this little round pink version of himself <laughs> it's amazing yeah he's a he's a beast he's always been a beast like i i absolutely adore that guy he's just and he's so um he's so mellow about it you know he's not Right. That's the thing. It's the unconscious piece that you want, right? Where he's just like, I just do what I do. Yeah. I just do what I do. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to ride to Canada from Canada to Mexico. I'm going to like, I'm just going to build these weird, uh, uh, railroad track bikes and go do these epic adventures. And and it it seemed like like, a good idea. It's (laughs) not, he's not doing it to put shit on the internet. He's not doing like, he just does things because he thinks it's rad, you know, it feels good to him. And that, I wish, you know, I want that to be me. It's a really inspiring sort of blueprint. All those guys, all those guys, it's the same shit. Like they're all just, they're all just cool. And they just do cool shit just because it's, it feels good to them. And and, and they don't care what anybody thinks about or anybody sees it. Here's a shocking premise for you. Mm -hmm. Maybe you and I, despite the fact that we're talking about it right now, which is a dick move, the first rule of Fight Club. <laughs> I know. But maybe you and I are also rad and don't know it. <laughs> I'm uh, certainly unaware. But uh, 
<laughs> I mean, like, uh, I'm pretty fit. I'm pretty fit. Like, if you said to me, go ride 50 miles, I could. If you said, go run a half marathon, I could. If you said, I don't know what else you would say, but whatever. Like, I can do those things. If you said, do 11 push ups, yeah. I could do, I could do that shit <laughs> yeah. right here. If you said, put this boiled egg up your, uh, no, I, I could. If you though. said, that has nothing to do with fitness. Doesn't if you it? said if you said get out of bed without taking any Advil to walk around to the bathroom, I yeah. could do that. Could like you? I'm, yeah, I'm a picture of fitness, man. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I had a long conversation with somebody yesterday about like perception and 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 having like the people who I you know. There's a handful of people. They say never meet your heroes or whatever. And there's a handful of people who are sort of the anti-hero heroes, you know, mm-hmm. in my, in, in the, over the course of my life. And I've gotten the opportunity to meet a number of them and it fucking ruled. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure that none of them knew that they made the impression on me that they did until <laughs> I expressed it to them in such a way that it wasn't like me falling all over myself and blowing sunshine up these people's asses, but just to let them know that I appreciated their influence and their impact on my existence. They made my life better and they mm-hmm. made me more comfortable in my skin. Give the listeners and, a short list. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's a skateboarder named Gary Scott Davis. He's one. Um, uh, another skateboarder named Ricky Windsor. He's one. Um, Steve Albini uh, and Todd Trainer and Bob Weston from Shellac, among all their other individual product projects. Uh, musical projects. Uh, uh, John Reese from uh, Rocket from the Crypt, though I think I probably just fumbled all of my words when I met him. Uh, Rosso? uh, You know, he was an interesting one because uh, he and I had had some connection through the internet before before I ever met him. And I, I, we passed each other at a at a contest at Lower Bob's in Oakland, the DIY skate park in West Oakland. And uh, we saw each other and he just threw his arms around me. And that was it. You mm. know, it was like, and that felt really good because it was kind of like, oh, okay. Like he, whatever, for whatever reason, he appreciates this exchange or the fact that we get yeah. to see each other in person. Yep. Um, so that was easy. He was, I mean, he's just, he was like the ultimate human, human. Would you say you know? Jeff Grosso is the greatest, not the greatest skater of all time? He, he's just, I mean, it was such, when he died, it was such a huge blow because he was like, he was such a, he was so larger than life. You know, he's a personality, he's a historian, he was a, he was a great skateboarder. And even after he had like a back surgery and maybe two back surgeries, like his body was fucked up, but he could still skateboard like joy superseded the pain you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and and that whole concept like mind mind your mind creating pain or illness or your your mind uh distracting distract would it be distracting you or it's just like you just don't you don't experience because you have such a a lust for life you know there's a doctor a guy named dr john e sarno who wrote a book called healing back pain and another book called the uh, mind body connection i think uh, and there's a documentary about him called all the rage and it's just basically about like healing yourself or creating sickness simply with the power of your mind and i have experienced it to some degree 
in my own life where I thought I'd broken a toe. I didn't know how, but my toe was just fucking, it was insane how much it hurt for no, I didn't do anything. I didn't stub it. Like I woke up one day and I I thought I broke my toe in my sleep and (laughs) I had had two consecutive, like pretty substantial slam skating where I had landed like perpendicularly on a curb on both of my quads. So I was just like deep, deep bruising in both of my thighs and, uh, and, uh, potentially a broken toe and I was leaving to Colorado to ride mountain bikes for two weeks and I didn't know how I could I could barely walk I didn't know how I was going to do this trip and I get on the plane and I I get I get off at uh, Denver National International Airport and I'm walking like I'm kind of limp up the the gangplank what what the fuck's that thing called (laughs) the thing the tunnel out of the, the plane. concourse is that it i don't know i like the thing that plank. connects Fuck it. keep going <laughs> and i'm walking up the i'm walking up the concourse and it was like that scene in usual suspects where uh kevin oh, spacey yeah. like has the limp walking out of the police station and he's just like Rip, and he's like back into a normal gate <laughs> like it the pain was gone as soon as i got to colorado the, the pain was gone so oh. if it was something i mean it was clearly as a result of injury at least my legs were I don't know, still don't know what, why my toe hurt, but being in my, my, my happy place, like my mind, I don't know, my mind just Clear. undid it. Yeah. My, my, that's, my mind. Yeah. That's interesting. I was at the doctor yesterday and I, I told you this, I don't know if I talked about it on previous episodes, but I had this really bad dehydration, uh, event where oh, yeah, I was yeah. like lightheaded and stumbling around alone in the woods in yep. this super technical, long, stupid thing. And um, so I finally got to the doctor because I just wanted to, you know, I'm going to be 50 this year. I just wanted to confirm like, oh, your heart's not going to explode while you, you're out doing something stupid. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I tell him what happens and he said, you know, this doesn't sound really like dehydration to me. This sounds like you had a vagal response, which oh. is... Which is, you know, the autonomic part of your brain just decides, um, we're going to go ahead and shut things down. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and put the governor on. Mm-hmm. And he was like, did you fall before this happened? And I was like, I, as a matter of fact, I did. And he's like, well, maybe when you fell, your brain, you know, like your, your, um, your reptile brain said, oh, we're in crisis mode. Mm-hmm. Take it all down. And that's why you, despite the fact that you were trying to raise your heart rate to continue on, you really couldn't. So it it presented like dehydration because it was a very hot day and you were sweaty, but that was only a compounding issue, not Mm -hmm. the issue itself. And the problem you have now is that you have the experience of this happening. So when you go back out and have a similar experience, maybe you fall down, it may trigger the response again. And I was like, well, as a matter of fact, two weeks ago, the same the same thing happened. I, I fell. And then shortly thereafter, my whole thing started to shut down. Like I was dehydrated, but I didn't really think I was. He's like, yeah. So as it turns out, I actually hate when people say as, as it turns out, it seems like a very Ted talk thing to say, as it turns out, the upshot. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what he said was that the only organ you have capable of overriding the 
uh, autonomic nervous system or the sympathetic nervous system is the lungs. So if you, instead of continuing on the way you did, if you had sat down and done a series of breathing exercises to re-engage the parasympathetic nervous system, you might have found that your heart rate was now governable again, and you yeah. could have continued without the rest of the response. It's and a I trip. was like, it's a trip. fuck you, no way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I don't, you, can you see, I have yeah. 742 tattoo, tattooed on my hand. Yeah. It is, it is, uh, inhale for four seconds, hold for two seconds, exhale for seven seconds. That's and what that, that is. That it basically unloads the nervous system. I mean, that's a super short and and ridiculously yeah. simple way of describing it. But that's why yeah. you have that tattoo. Yeah, that's fascinating. Listeners no, should not, know that that tattoo is in the palm of his hand, which is the don't get tattooed in the palm of your hand. Well, why would you do that? That's insane. <laughs> it's a jo- it's a job. They call them job stoppers, which is cool because I fucking hate working. <laughs> so it's fine. It shows. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, absolutely. Um, uh, well, I was going to say breathing, breathing has been such an issue for me, like remembering to breathe my lungs. I've broken my ribs a bunch of times. And the last time I did, I got tackled over the back of a futon at a party and I broke like four, <laughs> four ribs. Yep. <laughs> uh, who's the, I went, who did that to you? Uh, my friend Mansoor. All yeah, right. it was it was like oh, it was like oh we're happy to see each other and he hugged me and I just fucking folded like a book and uh, it hurt it hurt real bad if anybody's yeah. broken a rib you know uh, yep. but they took a picture of my lungs and or took a picture of my chest uh, at the hospital the next day or two days later because it's nothing you can do for broken ribs I right. just wanted to make sure that I didn't puncture anything. And uh, so you see in the other little room, you know, like you're on the table with the big machine and then there's a couple, there's a person and then there's, then there's like two people in there and then there's a third person comes in and I, and then I, maybe a fourth person and they're all looking at the picture and I'm like laying on the table and kind of put my hands up and, um, they came in and they were like, sorry, uh, uh, I didn't, you know, we didn't mean to startle you. We've never seen lungs your size before. And I was like, no shit. And they were like, they, they go from like your collarbone to your pelvis. Like you were like, they're huge. I thought you were going to say you had the the chest of an eight year old boy. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I have three (laughs) tiny lungs. (laughs) Uh, no, it was, I mean, it was kind of interesting. And then I started thinking about like, well, being raised at elevation, I wonder if that has anything to do with it, you know, or like, uh, being raised at sea level. If your lungs are different size, you raised with smokers, obviously that's going to be influence or a Sherpa. Like, are they extra lungy? Uh, anyway, all that being said, breathing has been my Achilles heel. Uh, the last couple of years, and I have actually succumbed to a seizure-like response twice because I forget to breathe. I breathe so shallowly when I get stressed out that I, I'm breathing my own emissions, and then my brain has my brain just shuts down. I basically deprive myself of oxygen. I like him. He's a nice guy, but he's a mouth breather. He's a. I gotta be. A, I gotta be more of a mouth breather. It's right. fucking crazy, and oh. it's. The first time I like walked into a post office and I couldn't, I couldn't say what I wanted to ship. 
and the lady's like staring at me and I'm like trying to like put my words together, collect myself. Like sometimes I get lightheaded, thought it was dehydration, thought it was um, low blood sugar. Well, dehydration plays a part too, but I thought it was low blood sugar, had my glucose checked and they were like, no, that's not it. And it started when I was a messenger and it would happen periodically. Or if I'm like riding super hard, you think if you're riding super hard, you're breathing deeply and yeah, that's not my automa- That's not my go-to. No, so. sometimes I find like when I'm doing stuff, I'm holding my breath and I'm suddenly mm-hmm. like, what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. So Bizarre. it's super trippy to think like all of these, uh, your nervous system controls, or maybe I assume I could be totally fucking wrong about this, but your nervous system controls all of these automated responses. Right. Sure. You know, you don't think about breathing. You don't think about your heart beating. You don't think about any of this. You don't have to consciously control any of this shit. And I'm in a position now where I have to constantly, constantly remind myself to breathe. And it's fucking crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) Do you meditate? I've tried. I've tried so many times. But you have a rabbit brain? I can't do it. I can't do it. And people say like, oh, well, you just got to, you got to try it more. You got to practice more. And, um, I, you know, because the, my brain is built the way that it is, I kind of like my response has always been like, you can't tell, like, you can't tell an autistic kid to, you should meditate, (laughs) you know, like they're not built, they're not built to meditate. And I, I don't, I'm not on, I don't think I'm on the spectrum. At least I know I was tested when I was a kid and I'm not on this. I wasn't on the spectrum then, but I do believe that I have pretty severe ADHD and it, you know, this move, uh, moving from Oakland to Washington, like that just about fucking killed me. Mm. If I'm writing something, if I'm writing a piece and I get three texts or I get overwhelmed, like yeah. I have this like, fuck, man, what do I do next? What do I do first? I don't know what to do. I don't know I how to relate. juggle. Yeah. All yeah. This. I can relate to that. I feel that. Um, so, uh, I want to meditate. I've read tons of books about meditation. I've got this great book called, uh, the beginner's guide to meditation by a woman (laughs) named Nita Lipinski. And that kind of put it into terms for me, um, that I could understand. And, and also maybe gave me a little bit of uh, room to, uh, maneuver in terms of like, you don't necessarily have to be sitting and concentrating on your breath, but you can be meditating while you're, while I'm painting, you can be meditating while like, as long as you're, you're conscious of your breathing and you're clear, as clear in your head as you can. Cause they say like thoughts will come in and you label them as thoughts and you let them go. And then I'm constantly like fucking, and then I'm labeling like thousands of thoughts and like, right. and then I'm imagining like what color the labels are. Are they post-it notes or are they two, little tags with toothpicks or it's just, right. it's, a, it's a fucking war zone up here. You know what? You know, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm not, this is not me trying to give you meditation advice, but it's me giving you meditation advice. Um, you know, when a man mansplains to another man a black hole is created so be careful how you go forward here's all i'm gonna all i'm gonna say well (laughs) well actually all i'm gonna say about meditation which i'm equally bad at because i also have rabbit brain when i have success or when i have when i'm able to sit for more than five minutes and do this it's when i put headphones in and I have a what, what's actually called a brown noise loop. <laughs> is you know that what? the 
you know, you heard about the brown note? Yes, I know what the brown note is. Okay, it's not that, though. No, no, it's not the brown note. <laughs> <laughs> Although, coincidentally, I have soiled myself. No, no, there's, it's brown noise. You know, like, there's there's white noise, there's yeah. gray noise. There's I don't know what the difference is, but I have this brown noise loop, Black which amuses me, from, so I use it, but it's like eight minutes. Black noise comes from Norway. Yeah, that's right. And, and it burns churches. And... Um, Anyway, I put this thing on, and suddenly it's like I need the the sound n- not to be music, but to like take up two or three of the tracks of thought in my head. Because the problem when I'm meditating is that I'm hatching, like you said, I'm hatching too many thoughts. I'm just ha- they're just like bang, bang, bang. Like the radio is, it's like someone's like turning the knob back and forth. Yeah. Um. When you're riding towards when you're riding towards a rock, you're not supposed to look at the rock or the tree or the telephone pole or whatever, and that's right. inevitably that's inevitably like don't it label the thought, but then it's just like I gotta fucking look at the thought. I got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. I have a sprained that, ankle right now because I looked at the rock and thought, "Don't look at the rock," and then did anyway. <laughs> and then probably stepped on it. Yeah. Oh, I just put my right wheel. Uh, my right oh, yeah. wheel, my front wheel, directly into it. I was like, "Don't put your front wheel there." Bleh. Oh, you're you're riding at the time. I I assumed that you were spraining your ankle running. No, I sprained my ankle. I run all the fucking time, and I sprained my ankle riding because I hit this rock that I wasn't. I was trying not to look at, <laughs> and then my foot put my foot didn't clip out of the pedal, so I'm just I it just like twisted whatever. Huh. That's a that's a new one. I've heard I've never heard of a sprained ankle from a bike ride, I don't think. I know. I'm a special special class of idiot. You're a unicorn, man. Yeah. Hey, can uh can I dip out for a second and get another cup of coffee? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to clap back in on this. No, you just talk about something and then Oh, me just in talk about something with okay, this I'll is be, just part of the podcast. I'll, I'll gonna, be back okay. in one one second. All right. Let the record show. Steve is now. Uh, is that half and half? It looks like it's a very creamy substance. He's pouring into his coffee. Coffee. Is that French press? I believe it's it's if drip or French press. Hard to tell from here. No, it's drip. We'll ask him what it is when he gets back. Oh, he stirs it. What a fancy boy. Here he comes jogging back. He doesn't know I'm talking about him because he doesn't have his headphones on. But he's back now. <laughs> Were you just describing what I was doing? I was describing what you're doing. So you're drinking drip coffee there. Yeah, yeah. My floors are uh, my floors are like this fake hardwood, and uh, there have been a couple of times when I've run around a corner and eaten absolute shit, like in my socks. I just lose traction, and I fucking I've scrubbed so hard in here twice, and I almost I almost did it again running back to. To my chair. You're moving pretty good for an old guy there, just coming Thanks. around the corner with the coffee. No spills. No. I was very impressed that you stirred your coffee. <laughs> yeah, I get the like the honey bomb in the bottom of it if I don't. And oh, I'm sure like honey in there? A little bit of honey, a little bit of half and half. Oh, you it's are like such a, a fancy boy. <laughs> such a, it's a, like a complete meal. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've covered what Okay, let's let's get let's get on with shit. We're nowhere close on this week's topic. No, well, okay, fitness. 
we're talking about, I mean, this is, we're, it's a different kind of mental fitness, mental fitness, injury prevention, uh, uh, general wellness. What I want to know is how much you think about getting or staying in shape. Oh, um, all, all the time. But it, it really is because like, you know, if I eat a gigantic pizza by myself, then I'm like, well, I really got to fucking do something to balance this tomorrow. Oh. So it's, it's not even like maintaining a level of fitness. I just don't, I'm just, because I know if I don't do that, then the next ride is going to be that much harder. And the ride after that, it's going to be that much harder. So I'm just trying to make it, I'm just trying to make it easier on myself. I was out running with my wife the other day and she was like, you, you have to fucking stop feeding me so much cheese. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what is that? What's it? They force feed geese something so that their livers get fat. And that's yeah. what, how, you, how do you pronounce gras, that? The foie gras geese. Frog, I don't know frog, what the foie frog gras. Frog, like frog, like in the No, pond. foie. 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 Foie gras. Gras. Foie, foie gras. Yeah. Gross. You're, you're, you're turning your it's wife delicious. into foie gras yeah. force feeding her cheese. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I said to her, I was like, I love you like that. I don't know what you're talking about. I love you full of cheese. Yeah. There so, are no, there are no uh, anniversary cards that I've ever seen that said, dear husband or wife, <clears throat> I love you full of cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll uh, make, yeah. Is there anything so I, you've what? I don't take I don't pay any attention to it. I mean, only in that I don't want to. You know, if I can maintain 195 to 200 pounds, like that's sort of my target weight. I think that's where my body feels happiest. Yeah. Um. And uh, and I can you know I don't I can keep up with my friends. Uh, Have you okay. ever been too fat to slappy? <laughs> Too fat to slappy. That would be a good song name. Uh, no, no. Though a couple of years ago, well, I was going to see a trainer and, for a while because I had I had like shoulder issues and wrist issues, and I was just trying to like I knew that I I've long known that part of my body is overdeveloped and part of my body is underdeveloped. Like there's a real discrepancy between my upper body and my lower body. Oh, my my legs are my legs are. I pay way more attention to my legs. And when you're cycling, you know, like uh, yeah. in the, uh, that movie, the triplets of Belleville, yeah. if you've, uh, that he's like gigantic quads and he's all hunched over and his upper body is like all emaciated. Like that's what, yeah. that's what I feel like. I, I mean, I don't look like that, but I feel like I don't pay any attention to, to any, anything I used for a long time. I didn't pay any attention to anything. I just ride my bike mm -hmm. and you don't. And so I was like trying to balance that out anyway. And then I put a bunch of more, I put a bunch of more meat on my upper body and I got up to two, I was like two fifteen. Uh, but I, I could still like, I mean, I just felt way stronger at that point, but I don't want to be like, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted because I don't want to be, I don't know if I want to be 160 pounds or I want to be 215 pounds or like where I fucking like where my body's happiest and I'm least less prone to injury and I can move, you know, with some degree of finesse, but never too fat to slappy. <laughs> I don't think. Is there anything you've stopped eating or drinking in the interests of your health? Um... No, 
just foie gras. Just foie gras. Foie gras. I'm not sorry that I don't know how to say that word. No, it's I'm not, not like I, it's, you don't have to not, be sorry. It's not a word that I think I'm ever going to need to use because I'm not going to go in the shop and be like, "Give me three pounds of foie gras." I need three pounds of foie gras. Foie gras. <laughs> foie gras. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I have increased fruits and vegetables considerably over the last five or six years, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is like you know all things being balanced. I want to. I I I don't particularly you know it's way easier just to eat burritos every day, but I'm also not a 25 year old bike messenger anymore, so I know that that's mm-hmm. not reasonable for whatever my longevity might look like. Um. So yeah, no, not really. What about I you? I ate a burrito with extra hot sauce last night, and um, I woke up in crisis. Uh. Like intestinal duress. Yeah, I woke. It was one of those things. Like the alarm hadn't gone off, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And then I was had. To, I was up quick. Huh. Yeah. What was that all about? Is it food poisoning, or are you just not used to the deliciousness of a burrito? No, I got this. My kids got me this box of hot sauce for Father's Day, and on the burrito I ate last night, I put the spiciest one. On, uh-huh. like the one that makes your face hurt a little. Oh, which I enjoy on some level, and I can't tell you why. It's it's like that whole attracted to extremes thing. Yeah. Um, like why eat a burrito when you can also do a circus trick? And so, <laughs> yeah, of course that that's that that would be the first analogy that I I would come up with. <laughs> Yeah, so I ate this burrito and it was super spicy and the kids were like, well, that's, that's, I'm impressed, dad. They were not at all. They don't give a shit. And, um, I was like, oh, I'm super impressed with me because that was very spicy. And then I was like, ah, ha, ha. And then I went to bed and I woke up and the, the, the hot sauce had made its way to the rear exit, um, still with its active ingredient. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where you just sit in a, a bucket of milk. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> it's a thing. I feel like that's something you do. Like you go to a health spa in Germany and they're like, and now you sit in the bucket of milk. I don't know what that accent is. I just did. Uh, what the fuck does this have to do with fitness? That's right. We're, we're really getting off the rails all over the place we here. Are. What does this say? Uh, I was talking to Phil Cavell, who has a oh, book yeah. out about the challenges of being a middle-aged cyclist slash athlete. And one of the clear divisions he sees is between people who are orderly in their approach to things and those who are more chaotic. Chaotic. You're reading my notes. I am. I keep yeah. them in front of me because I feel like I'm going to get, we'll end up sitting and talking about having spicy shits and sitting in milk. <laughs> right. So don't. the point of that note was that I follow, I think you and I both, this actually is my idea that all the type a people in, um, cycling are, they just think differently than I do. I'm a chaotic thinker, which isn't a bad thing. It's like, it's just means that, um, like I was explaining this to my wife. She's like, why do you have to do so much hard shit? And I was like, well, at the at root, I'm a romantic. 
right? I go out in the woods and I want to do something, you know, big. It's like the romance of it. It's like the, I don't know, I find it, um, I'm not trying to like burn a certain number of calories or target a certain heart rate zone or whatever. Like that's anti-romantic to me. I'm more interested in, you know, kind of turning myself inside out. Not always, but like sometimes, um, and on some level, I know that's that's bullshit. But uh, as soon as someone starts breaking down like a ride into data, I'm like, oh, fuck, because what I remember I, is that rock that no one else would ride over but me. That's yeah. what I remember. <laughs> and just check out entirely. Yeah. In that instance. Uh, no, I think that. Um, I don't know. Maybe this was a point that we made in in the when we tried to record this episode before is that cycling tends to be a pretty linear uh, endeavor in that, like, you know, comparatively, again, I keep doing this, but comparatively to skateboarding, which is really the only other physical thing that I do anymore, is that skateboarding is all over the place. It's kind of free form and whatever the fuck. And it attracts people who are sort of free form and whatever the fuck. In cycling, you know, we have like in cycling, we have the fucking rule book. Like sunglasses, arms go under your helmet straps. Knee warmers go under your shorts. Sock cuff height has to be this. And then it attracts people who are kind of type A and they weigh their foods mm. and they and they take supplements and stuff like that. Um. Jesus, I just did I just get off track? What were we talking about? We're talking about chaos and romance. Chaos and romance. You okay, brought up so, fucking skateboarding again. Uh, I know. Sorry. <laughs> the chaos and the romance. It's uh it's the it, it's it's these are the these are the sort of the two primary factions of the people who give an absolute fuck to a mind-numbing degree and those who don't to right. also to varying degrees. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, so this is the dichotomy. Uh, this is like the point of dirtbag fitness. This is what I'm talking about. Like I'm trying to kind of do the same activities as uh, people who are more orderly and right. regimented. I'm just trying to do them in ways that I think are more rad. Yeah. I don't want to or abuse they- the term rad, but. Or feel it feels whatever it feels natural to you, and if yeah. being super type A and super regimented and by the book, if that feels good to somebody, like I might kind of heckle them a little bit, but you know, really, like that's that's how you're wired, that's how you respond, that's how you engage, yeah. that's your trip. Fuck, who cares? I don't care. I mean, I it's don't a, care. It's, I don't have to me. do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't have to. It seems <laughs> dreadfully boring, but if that's your jam, then. You know, you're not hurting anybody. I don't care. Right. The uh, so at the top of this, I was talking about. I'm I'm segueing away from that to this other thing, just because I wanted to get this anecdote out. But I was on the I was working with New Belgium a few years ago, and we were New Belgium was the title sponsor of the big road race, Sage Race, that happened in Colorado. The name of which I never can remember, so I always just refer to it as the Tour of Colorado. Or the Coors Classic, right. the contemporary Coors Classic. The Red Zinger, wasn't the, wasn't Red Zinger the sponsor before Coors? Uh, way, uh, way back in the eighties, yeah, early eighties. I don't yeah. know. I was like seven then. I wasn't paying attention to anything except for GI Joe. Fair enough. Go on. 
So we're on these, we're on this tour and we had cruiser bikes to ride around on, but like, I wasn't doing anything to like elevate my heart rate beyond, you know, like barely minimum. Uh, and one day I decided to go when we we're in, we we're in Vale or Beaver Creek or somewhere, I decided to just kind of like head up into the Hills, like on whatever trail I could find or access road or whatever. So I'm up there and I'm wearing vans and just, I'm just wearing street clothes and I've got my wallet, my keys or whatever. <clears throat> and then as, as chain, chain wallet. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. It only took, it only took me losing a wallet one time to then decide it was forever going to be attached to me. Like, like yeah. mittens. <laughs> so, and it's not a fat, it's not like a fashion thing. It's just, it's, you know, it's function functionality. I was just trying to paint the picture for people who are about to hear about your exploit. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like uh, cycling socks, a pair of low top vans, some cutoff Ben Davis, a t-shirt, chain wallet, keys, baseball cap, hoodie. This is like my uniform. Ready for a job. So, I'm way up in the, yeah, super ready for a job. So I'm way up in the fucking hills. And then I'm like, uh, kind of like above Timberline, I think. If I ever, I'm in a place where there aren't any trees. So in my memory, it says that it dictates that I'm above Timberline. So thousands and thousands of feet in elevation. And so I decided to start running. Like, I'm going to start running. I'm making a, it's a cacophony of noise with chains and keys and all this bullshit jangling. And, uh, it feels good. Like elevation isn't bothering me. I get acclimated really easily. Uh, I tend to get acclimated really easily. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just kind of like, I'm killing it, you know, whatever. I'm on mile killing, killing it being a relative term. Cause I can like, I can run like two miles without stopping. Like that's my, yeah, but you're in my, it. my peak and I'm in it and I'm running and I, I come across these two guys who are running in the opposite way of me and they're, they're fucking tan and their muscles are all super defined and they're tall and they're thin. And I, I think they both have blue shorts on and like really nice shoes and um, no shirts and brown hair, both of them very handsome and very fit looking. And we run by each other and you could, I could see out of my peripheral vision, these two guys just like spun on their heels, like back and forth. Like what the fuck is going on here? Like, is he chasing someone or is he being chased? Like I, I was, you is know, there a bear coming. <laughs> right, right. It just made no sense to them. of like of the, this, this figure in all of this extraneous, accessory bullshit is like on a run in a, you know, fairly uh, technical and, and certainly um, as far as the elevation goes of challenging environment. And it, they couldn't, they, I just kind of got tickled, you know, I kept going just head, head forward. The spirit moved you. It did. And it felt great. You know, yeah. I would, I used to do that at the interbike trade show too. I would get out and because it's, the whole show is just so debauched <laughs> and it, like anytime I could move my body, I would. And it's funny cause we're like a fitness industry or whatever. And you would, I never see, I never saw people taking the stairs. <laughs> everybody, everybody in the bike industry, you know, it's like you work in the fucking industry and you're standing on an escalator. Like it just, that always stuck out in my head, but early every morning I would go, and swim to the best of my ability because I sink like a fucking stone. But I, I would go and swim for, you know, 45 minutes or an hour 
just mm -hmm. to do something with my body and yeah. my lungs. And it's not, it wasn't not to maintain fitness. It was just because I, I had to move. This, so, so the spirit moved you and that's, that's good. And you also segue to skateboarding whenever you can. And I like that. Love skateboarding. Here's, <laughs> here's my, here's my idea. Uh -huh. And call bullshit, please. Um, I think like when I ride mountain bikes or when I ride gravel bikes, what I'm really interested in is the tricks. Just you know, like you, you ride a skateboard, right? And if you're just going to push around to me, that's like road biking. If mm -hmm. you're just pushing around, you're just riding a bike. That's fine. There, mm -hmm. It's fun. It's fine. You're moving. It's nice. If you, when you're riding a gravel bike, um, you know, there's stuff. I like to ride single track on a gravel bike, which mm -hmm. I think is super fun. I like when things get technical and I think of those kind of like the tricks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what interests me. And the reason I want to be fit is because I want to be able to do the tricks. The thing is, if you're like sucking wind and you're going down the trail and you're coming to a rock garden or some obstacle or oh, a tree or something. Yeah, you can't do it. So that's kind of the point of, of fitness is you want to be able to do the tricks. Yeah, uh, I think that, yeah, I think that's, that's, and you're also, you're prone to injury, you know, a, an accident and in, potential injury. If you're absolutely gassed and you come to some technical section, right? Like, right. I mean, we've all been there to some degree or another. And so I would like to avoid that. And, and also tricks, when you said tricks, I was thinking about like flicking bottles with your front wheel is one of my favorite things to do. Mm -hmm. Like if a plastic bottle is in a gutter yeah, and you really, if your wheels are moving real fast and you just give it a little, little flick, like, you know, yeah. you pinch the wheel between your bottle and the curb essentially, and you can fling it up in the air. Mm -hmm. Like that's one of my favorite things to do or, you know, ride through a puddle and give it a little, yeah. Little English, and then you spray right. the person riding next to you. Yeah, I like those tricks too. Yeah, not, that's what I don't I'm think saying. we're we're not talking about like kickouts or wheel grabs or anything like. No, just no, so, no. So I mean, I can't so do any clear. of that. No, I'm not really. Yeah, no, I'm just saying like any like go over a fucking log. Good trick. Yeah, yeah. There's tricks, and then there's stunts. I guess so. I think the stunts are the things that the kids do at Whistler that are totally mind blowing. And then there's the tricks and that's what old people do. And the, tri <laughs> the, tri the trick is just getting home without injury. Yeah. I mean, sometimes okay. the trick is I ride up behind my friend Bruce and I like his rear wheel oh, yeah. with yeah. my front wheel. Maybe I can that's, knock him off. That's a good one. Gene yeah. Oberpriller does that to me pretty consistently. I yelled at him at the Almanzo race because I was just out of the hospital with one of the aforementioned seizures. So my nervous system was pretty fucked up. Yeah. And we're like mile 80. He gives my wheel a little buzz. And I was like, dude, fucking knock it off. Yeah. Just trying to stay upright here. Like I'm not in the mood. I can't play right now. Did he stop or did he then? Was that like the invitation to... <laughs> Double down. No, no, he he stopped. I I think I kind of snapped at him. I, I felt uh, bad about it. I still feel a little bad about it because you know Gene. you don't want to you don't want to yell at Gene for anything. That's yeah. Peach. He's just being Gene. I yelled yeah. at Gene for being Gene. Mm. 
Yeah, that that's a good trick too. Throwing your banana peel in your friend's front wheel when you're yep. like cooking, that's a fun one because it turns into just a blended mess. Yep. If you do it right. Um, what are what are the other tricks? Uh, oh, here's my a good friend one. Mike. I we ride up next to each other, and, and then like I'll lean on him and just steer him off slowly <laughs> into the bushes. <laughs> I mean, he does uh, it to me too. That's uh, it's not just me being cruel. That's like a you do it to each other. Yeah, this is not so much a trick as much as it is a um, uh, it's kind of a mind fuck, really. But if you this guy Willard Ford used to manage. Um, uh, sort of this, a couple of elite road teams in Oakland and his thing was riding, like you would ride up to next, next to somebody on, on a climb and you'd put their, your hand on their shoulder and, and talk to them about what a good job they're doing. And you re, you've been really working hard for the team this year. And, uh, you're not like holding on because it's not that obvious but you are most fucking definitely getting a little bit of a pull and <laughs> and so so i've i've pulled that one out of my bag of tricks several times you know you look you look great you're riding super strong and you just keep making shit up while they basically pull you up the hill yeah i like that chef's kiss here's one where um your friends have ridden ahead of you but they've stopped either like at a turn or whatever so they don't lose you or like maybe they're having a drink of water but you roll up late but then as you ride up you just hop off the bike and ghost ride it right into them <laughs> ghost riding is the okay can hey guys, I can I, can I share a ghost here? riding story I got a good ghost riding story when I worked at Santa or when I worked at uh, Swobo, we were in a building in Santa Cruz called the Cannery. It's a big old warehouse in the west side of Santa Cruz. And we uh, Swobo was making a bike called the Folsom, and it was sort of like a super burly yeah, uh, coaster break, yeah. coaster break, like you know, go mob around, ride dirt, ride at the liquor store, do wheelies, skids, that kind of thing, kind of bike. And I was really into ghost riding those, and they tracked really well. Like you could ghost ride it, let it go straight, and it would it would go off on its own for until it ran out of momentum. And uh, so my coworker Colin and Joe Parkin and uh, oh and uh, my friend Kirk, who I was also working with at the warehouse at the time, we were coming back from lunch. They were walking, and I was riding a Folsom. And I asked Parkin, "Hey, you ever ghost ride these things?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." I said, "They, you know, they track really good, right?" We're sort of like commiserating on how yeah. good these things track. And I jumped off the bike, and it got away from me. <laughs> And it went straight into the back of this guy's Porsche Carrera, like up on the back of his Porsche. And I looked at Colin and Kirk and Joe, and they just looked straight ahead and just kept walking. Like just didn't stop, didn't acknowledge what had just happened. And the guy was sitting in the fucking car. Oh, no. And he's like. That's a heavy bike. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're stout. And yeah. he's just like, what the fuck? Like, just where, what the fuck just happened? And I was like, oh man, I'm sorry. I just got away from me. And I got on and I, I blasted back to the warehouse, closed the door, rolled down the roll-up door, uh, like snuck over to the building manager's office. And I was like, do you have any security cameras by this one entrance? And he's like, what did you do? <laughs> and I said, don't, just, can I see the last 15 minutes of footage for this one gate? And you could see like the guy's walking by and you could see this little skirmish in the left hand corner but you couldn't see any specifics 
Um, and I didn't, I looked, it, it wasn't scratched or anything. I, somehow I dropped a 35 pound bike on the back of this guy's car and there was no, wow, no damage. But I, my, my, I went over the bars once in traffic and hit the back of a Mercedes SUV, like upside down, uh-huh. <laughs> like cartoon style. I went like, boop. <laughs> against the back and then slid down (laughs) and the guy got out and i was like oh this is gonna be this is gonna suck and he was like are you okay and i was like yes yes i am in fact i'm gonna leave (laughs) (laughs) i'm okay if you're okay that's right yeah yeah yeah. better better that guy than like the russian mafia or something yeah that can happen uh so what else do we got i think i think we're there we're we we can't stay on topic to save our lives um but we had bearing beer in the woods we had that big hard stuff romantically we covered that um uh younger bag older bag no i guess we kind of covered it i mean we what's we went we went through our ass to get to our elbow. Is yeah. that, I think you've used that term before. Yeah. Round our ass to get to our elbow. Oh, around our ass. It right. has, yeah. It's the circuitous <laughs> route. It has nothing to do with actually going. We went into our ass to get no. to our elbow. This no. is an exploratory surgery. In this instance, we stayed out of our ass. Okay. But, um, uh, all right. Well, fuck. Number nine. I think we've recorded. I think it's all here. Yeah, we're, we're like six in hours into this rise. one. Okay. Um, well, then do the outro. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. If you like the music, you can buy it at allhelltheblackmarket.com. That's Who Rides a Tiger. If you really, really like it, uh, check out the band Ozorn. Uh, they're fantastic. Stevel's got a bunch of new shit for sale on his website. Uh, not a bunch. I did, but then a bunch of it sold. I under I under ordered. I got some gloves from Giro, and I ordered conservatively, and I sold them. I, sold I didn't them. get a pair. They, I sold them. I didn't. I, don't, I didn't get a pair either. I sold yeah. them so fa- they, they sold out so fast. Master that, capitalist, Steve. I should have. I should have. I should have ordered more. Anyway, got a second order in, but manufacturing internationally is all fucked up, so it'll take a while. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Who Rides a Tiger? Ozorn has some new stuff coming out. So if you're interested, check that out. Uh, you can also check us out at Cycling Independent. If you have questions that you might like me to field, I have an advice column there called Answers from a Bottle. And you can get me at steel at cyclingindependent.com. And I will do my best to put some stink on it. So... And if you enjoy the podcast, uh, consider subscribing to the Cycling Independent. Or or if you feel sorry for us. Either way. I'm not proud. Either way. Yeah. (laughs) It's way too proud to beg for support. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, Robot. Uh, Until next time, it's This Is Us. Don't forget to suck it. Don't forget to suck it.